0: So welcome to this Evidence-Based Nursing podcast. I'm Dr. Joanna Smith and I'm Senior Lecturer at Children's Nursing at the University of Huddersfield in the United Kingdom. And I'm also one of the Associate Editors at Evidence-Based Nursing. So in this podcast, I've got great pleasure in welcoming Professor Brian Bootwell from the Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology at San Houston State University. So this podcast will be discussing a commentary um, that Brian undertook relating to child spanking and the impact on later childhood on behavior and cognitive development. So welcome, Professor Boutwell, and I wondered if you could begin by introducing yourself to our listeners.
1: Of course. Thank you very much for having me. Um, As you said, my name is Brian Boutwell. I'm currently a professor of, of criminology and criminal justice at Sam Houston State i uh, been here for about four years now, and my research interests kind of broadly speaking involve um, behavioral and molecular genetics, so trying to understand, you know, kind of the contributions of both genetic factors and the environment to uh, human growth and development across a variety of outcomes, everything from antisocial behavior to uh, cognitive ability uh, and even prosocial behavior. So it's a a fun area to work in, and I was really, really um, excited about the chance to contribute a a commentary to evidence-based nursing.
0: Thank you. And yes, the commentary was particularly interesting, um, which really focused on corporal punishment and the potential impact on child development. So why do you think this is a particularly important area we should be focusing on?
1: Well, I think it's a really timely topic, uh, given that even now the vast majority of parents, uh, especially in the United States, employ corporal punishment as kind of a normal disciplinary tactic. Uh, it's important to understand, you know, what the ramifications might be, if there are any ramifications uh, for child development. And so I think, you know, the, the research by McKenzie and her colleagues, as well as a host of other researchers who have done work on, on the issue of corporal punishment is exceedingly important because understanding, you know, if this very common disciplinary practice impacts uh, kind of typical child growth is, is a key aspect of, you know, of, of just putting children in the best possible scenario for, a you know, kind of a, a pro-social life.
0: Mm. So if you think about the study you've reviewed, I wondered if you could highlight what the strengths in particular were Um of the research undertaken by dr mckenzie and her his colleagues
1: well the the study was was well done in the sense that it you know the the scholars took great pains to try to rule out uh the possibility of spurious influence i mean the data set they they analyzed is is a really unique data set in the fragile families and child well-being study uh and includes a host of very well validated and reliable measurement uh everything from you know behavioral outcomes such as the child behavior checklist to uh receptive vocabulary measures uh in this case the scholars used a peabody picture vocabulary test all of which are well validated and and very psychometrically sound measurement and so the study was quite strong and it tracks development over a really critical uh point in the life course you know beginning uh in early childhood and stretching across you know almost a a decade of life so it was a a very important analysis in that regards, because it's capturing kind of this critical point in in the development of a human being.
0: Yes, I think that long term view is really important in an area such as corporal punishment. If you think about the study, and you've mentioned um, that it was robust, do you think if there were any there was any limitations to the study undertaken by Dr. Mackenzie and his colleagues?
1: Well, I actually do. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned in my, um, my commentary on the paper was that it suffers from, you know, I'll stop short of necessarily calling it a fatal flaw because I think it reveals an association that's important and that has been repeatedly revealed, and that's kind of this adverse effect of corporal punishment on behavioral outcomes. The, the issue at play is not, you know, the, the appropriateness of the methods or the appropriateness of the measurement. Rather, the problem is uh, accounting for a variable that, in this case, the scholars could not account for, and that's genetic factors. And so we know from a host of research, not only pertaining to behavioral outcomes, but also to IQ, that individual variation uh, in the development of antisocial behavior and in the development of cognitive ability is accounted for in a significant degree by genetic factors. So to put it slightly differently, both antisocial behavior and intelligence are heritable outcomes Uh, now that's not to say that there's obviously one gene or um, multiple genes that directly encode for being antisocial or for having high intelligence but rather that the differences in the genetic code of individuals in the population explain at least in part why some individuals are more aggressive and why some individuals score higher on measures of cognitive function now the problem is if you can't control for this in your research, it's really difficult to say, regardless of how many important covariates you include in your analysis, that in this case corporal punishment was exerting a causal influence on either behavior or intelligence. And I'll focus primarily on behavior because that's where the primary significant findings emerged. It, it, it's you know certainly possible and indeed perhaps likely that spanking influences antisocial behavior in a causal way. But when you exclude a control for heritability, you simply can't know. And in this case, the nature of the data set that that McKinsey and and colleagues analyzed kind of precludes that. Uh, There are really two things you need to account for genetic influences on an outcome. You either need a sample of siblings so that you can undertake some type of behavior genetic analysis, or you need a genetically sensitive sample in the sense that you have measured genes available in the data from the subjects, Uh, and currently the fragile families has neither, although at some point um, I understand they are genotyping their participants, but for the purpose of McKinsey at all, they didn't have that ability uh, to control for heritability. So that's my major kind of critique, and it is an important one though, because without understanding uh, the influence of genetic factors across these outcomes, it's really really difficult and, in fact, uh, impossible to draw any type of causal inference. Mm,
0: Yeah. Is that kind of data then particularly difficult to get at?
1: Well, thankfully, no. It's actually becoming uh, much more widely available. What you've seen, uh, especially in the last 10 to 15 years, is kind of this proliferation of data sets that either include um, kinship data, so data collected on identical and fraternal twins and siblings, um, or uh, and also, or in many cases, both uh, kinship data, but also genetically sensitive data where participants in the sample actually submit DNA for genotyping. And and given, you know, kind of the uh, steady progression of technology and, and the fact that these technologies have become increasingly cheaper, um, you've seen kind of an expansion of these data that are available to researchers.
0: Mm-hmm. So, going back to um, the study that you reviewed, what do you think are important about the findings?
1: Well, I think uh, there are several things. First, you know, as I mentioned uh, although causal inference is is you know kind of not within the realm of possibility in this study, it doesn't mean that it didn't reveal some type of meaningful association that is that it appears based on the data presented by McKinsey at all uh, that children who are spanked on average, tend to be more aggressive than children who aren't. Um, And I think that's an important thing to take into our understanding, because even let's say we questioned whether or not the association was causal, and let's say, in fact, that perhaps it even diminishes to non-significance if we control for genetic factors. There's almost no evidence suggesting, and I mentioned this in my commentary, that children who are spanked developed more pro-social behavior, except in kind of, Uh, specific instances uh, with kind of analyzing spanking and and behavior within certain races. But on average, you do not see the kind of the desired effect that spanking improves behavior. So I think that's perhaps one of the most important things to take away from this is that while it at best causal inference may be difficult um, at worst, what we're understanding is that we're, you know, there's a practice, a parenting practice implemented by, Hundreds of thousands of parents. That, in all likelihood, is is wholly ineffective at what it's designed to do.
0: Mm. Yeah. If it, it, you probably alluded to this, but what do you think the implications of this study are for healthcare professionals who often coming who come in contact with children on a regular basis?
1: Well, I mean, it's becoming kind of increasingly common both uh, in the United States and abroad. Uh, and in some countries it's it's um in illegal uh the use of corporal punishment. But I think, you know, one of the things that's important to understand is that, you know, if we're tr- if, if a parent is trying to understand what is likely to be the most effective um technique for uh controlling behavior or correcting behavior is probably a better better phrase, it seems unlikely that spanking is it and so we're kind of faced with two options when it comes to spanking it's either has no effect on behavior or there may be kind of additional research that's more rigorous which controls for genes that does in fact reveal that spanking exerts some type of influence on antisocial behavior and so we're left with the fact that we're to face the reality that perhaps it's either a neutral effect or at worst it has this really deleterious effect on child behavior and so I think it's one of the one of the issues where we need to at least step back and consider well could there be other more effective types of behavioral correction that are could be available to parents that are both more effective and potentially you know less um less aberrant for the child.
0: Yeah. And um, again as I'm winding up I think you've probably covered this but if you to identify any further research that is needed in this area what would it be?
1: I think the the most important thing moving forward is that the the association of corporal punishment on a variety of outcomes, whether it's behavior or cognitive functioning or or whatever the case might be uh I think they need to continue, but I think they need to continue um with methodological approaches that allow the the researcher to control for the effects of heritability because if we don't do that, then we're simply not getting a clear picture. Of the relationship between spanking and antisocial behavior failure to control for heritability makes any type of of, you know inference about a study's findings very very difficult and very very uh, kind of cloudy so I think as you know studies continue to to um, to gather in this area I think there's a, a, a true need to account for heritability in the analysis
0: yes I think you're right um, so, just finally, if our listeners were to take it away one key message from this podcast, what would that be?
1: Well, it, it's oh, that's a tough question because there was, there was you know so many kind of relevant issues in the study. I think the perhaps the the major takeaway message is that we can take one more step, kind of a more guarded step, in the direction of saying that you know spanking, uh, by all appearances, is at at you know at best ineffective and at worst potentially harmful and I'll stop uh, stop short of saying anything more strongly than that simply because you know uh, as I mentioned additional research is needed with kind of alternative research methods but I think it is certainly the evidence at this point warrants very um, very cautious movement forward in terms of the relationship between spanking and antisocial behavior
0: yes so thank you very much so I hope you've all enjoyed this podcast as much as I have and again I'd like to thank Brian for an interesting discussion so thank you
1: thank you so much for having me it was a pleasure
0: you're welcome so again if you wish to contribute to discussions about this podcast please access the evidence-based nursing website or you can tweet us at EBNnursingBMJ. thank you thank you again